0: I've wanted to talk about this for a while. I want to talk about the idea of leadership in the Scripture. Uh, Leadership uh, is a broad topic. We could spend weeks and weeks and weeks looking at the Scripture and what the Scripture teaches about leadership. I'm just going to skim a few things today that I think are important. We've been talking about the fact that the church is empowered to serve. God has given us His Holy Spirit and has empowered us to live a mission while we're on this earth, a mission of making disciples. And every single one of us brings something to the equation. Every one of you is an ingredient in the recipe of life to make disciples of all nations, to bring people closer to Christ. So we are empowered by God. We're not just left here as orphans to struggle along, but God's empowered us. And one of the, one of the important components of that empowerment is He has designed us to lead He's designed the church to lead. He's designed every single one of us to lead in some capacity. Did you know you are a leader? Okay, I'm sitting in the chair, JR, and you're standing up there talking. I'm definitely not the leader. Okay, maybe not right now, not in this context or moment, but you're a leader in your family. You're a leader anywhere you have influence in your business, in the government, in politics, in um, your family unit, any of your friends, in a Bible study, a small group, worship team, wherever you serve, everywhere you go, all your interactions, you have opportunity to influence. And leadership is influence. It's influencing in a particular direction. We are all leaders. And God has designed a framework of the church. God has a design in mind. When we look at the scripture, we see... uh, how god what how god has designed the church to be and to operate and function there's actually quite a bit of detail in there that we can lay hold of and learn about god's design about leadership in the church and who we are as leaders we have within the church there's got to be there's got to be order and there's got to be structure god's a god of order and within that design we're all activated You see, we can get in this mode where church is just something we come and watch, but it needs to become something we're all participating in. It's something we're all doing together, and there's a design and framework, and within that, there is leadership. So the Bible has a lot to say about leadership, and I want to begin with this idea. God is the ultimate leader. God is the ultimate leader. See, leadership and order of authority did not get designed by men. Men did not introduce that into creation. There is authority and leadership in creation because God is the ultimate leader. He designed leadership. He is the example of leadership. It is by His leadership that we live. Because of how He's chose to design creation and to uh, architect the story of salvation throughout history, God is the ultimate leader. So if we want to grow as leaders... Whether it's in a very, even ourselves, you you are responsible for leading yourself. If nothing else in all of the world you are responsible for, you are still responsible for you. You lead you. You make decisions about where to lead yourself. So do we lead ourselves in a disciplined way, in a godly way? Do we lead ourselves into chaos and debauchery? How do we lead ourselves? And the the leadership principles of the Scripture apply from you leading yourself all the way to the kings of nations. Those principles apply. And so we want to look at the Scripture and then look at our own lives and look at our reflection and go, are, are we growing in our leadership in the way we're influencing the people around us where we have the opportunity? So God's given us a lot of teaching, but God is the ultimate leader. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Is there any question about who the boss is? Who is the boss? God is the boss. He designed it. He spoke it into existence. He created it. He created you and I in his image. God is a leader. It's in his nature to lead those he's responsible for. And it, be, and it then is wired into you and I being made in his image that we also lead. And hopefully we lead well. But I, I wanted to just make really clear, God made the heavens and the earth. I didn't. You didn't. We didn't. We couldn't even breathe right now. We couldn't communicate. We couldn't exist without the, without the leadership of God in creation. Without him having held, Him holding all things together by his word. God is the boss. He's the leader. He's the ultimate leader and one we need to look to. Jesus said in, the, in the Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, this is uh, Jesus giving the great commission, but he starts it out by saying these words. All authority in heaven and on earth, has been given to me. What is authority? Authority is tied to the idea of leadership. It's it's authorization. Look, if you're writing a book, you get to author it however you want. You're writing the words on the page to chart the, the course of the book, right? You're, you're authoring it. He is the author of creation, and therefore he gives authorization for what we do in life, for how much... Uh, authority we have. And all authority has been given to Jesus. God became man in the flesh, dwelt among us, suffered like one of us, tempted like one of us, and yet overcame all those things. And therefore all authority has been given to him. And then he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Out of this authorization of Christ, you and I become authorized to live this mission. You know, when somebody gives you a key card to get in a door, you're authorized, right? Like if you work at the hospital and you got your little badge and that gets you through the door, or you go to a hotel and you check in, um, the person at the front desk authorizes you to get into that one room, right? You, you suddenly are given an authority by someone that has authority. None of us have authority without the ultimate authority having given it to us, the authorization And God is at the top. He's the authority over all authorities. He's the leader of all leaders. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to him, to Jesus. Although God overlooked the ignorance of earlier times, he now commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice. Again, nobody's going to challenge God for this position. (laughs) No one's going to take it from him. He is the leader of all things for all time. And he is the one who will bring justice and judgment at the end of time. No one else can take that authorization from him. He's the leader of all things. All that to say God is the ultimate leader. But then God designed us to also have leadership, order, authority, a structure to things, and we see significant portions of Scripture dedicated to helping us see that and understand it. And so I just want to brush over a number of different Scriptures today and just talk about them with you. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 40, the context of this is God is giving the law to Moses and, and He's given him instruction about how to build you know, the tabernacle and the things, uh, all the components therein. And, and He says this, See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. God is a designer. He's a planner. He's structured. He's orderly. And he brings that into our lives. There was so much intricacy to what he had in mind in the Old Testament law for the Jews. God is a God of design and order. And he gives that. He's leading us by instructing us how to do things. So maybe we're not building a temple or articles of worship like Moses' people were, but we still look at the instruction of God, and these words are still true. Build according to the pattern I've shown you. God is showing you and I pattern for life and leadership, how to influence those in our lives, how to lead our families, how to lead our businesses, how to lead out in our communities socially, how to lead in our in our marriages, you know, and how we interact. We look to God as the designer for those things. He has designed for us. I mean, we saw it in creation. We see really one of the most fundamental, very beginning building blocks of leadership in creation is the family. God created a family structure and unit. And from there, all kinds of leadership involved in our lives. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. There's a responsibility delegated out to mankind by God to keep the creation, to be a steward in what he has designed. And that requires us to make decisions, to influence, to lead, to follow his design, to bring instruction, to bring direction, to bring correction, all of those kinds of things as a part of our stewardship and creation. In chapter two, or I'm sorry, in chapter one, verse 28, and God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion, have rulership over it. There's a leadership role given to us by God, in our own context. Over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we all lead in some way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul says this, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So as much as we are leaders, we are always followers as well. There's there will always be someone over us. Even if you're the you're the president of the United States, there's still authority over you. It's God. And and so while there's always um, while we will always be there's always opportunity to lead, there's also a following, and we need to be really good followers. If you want to be a good leader, you've got to be a good follower. You gotta be able to take the instruction and in the direction and flex and go with what you need to. Paul's saying, be an imitator of me. How is Paul leading the people? He's imitating Christ. He's following Christ. He's patterning. Is that a word, patterning? It is now. He's patterning his life after the way Christ lived and, and how to do that. And so he's saying, imitate me. It's, this is a great lesson in leadership, right? To How do we really lead? We lead by example by demonstrating how life is to be done. Now, we all come up short, don't we? We're all thinking of the flaws and weaknesses and where we screw it up, but we're, we're always following Christ. Can we say to others, follow me as I follow Christ? That's what discipleship really is. Follow me as I follow Christ. And so there, and when you think of it in those terms, we all have leadership in some way, some responsibility. But we want to be good followers as well. I'll touch more on that in a little bit. So the church has a leadership design. You know, when we read the letters to Timothy and to Titus, we see protégés, if you will, people that Paul has raised up as leaders in the church. And he's giving them instruction about how to continue leadership in the church. What What should the order be? What should the structure be? What should it look like? God has given us patterns. What are the patterns in the Bible? So we look at this in uh, Titus 1, verse 5. This is why I left you on Crete. So that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. See, they're going into these towns. They're preaching the gospel. People are getting saved. The church is being established. Paul goes on, but he leaves Titus in Crete and he gives him these instructions appoint elders. We see all throughout the New Testament that the design for leadership within the church is the appointment of elders. And we'll get into some of those details in a little bit. But I say that to you really mainly to just point out that God has a design in mind. So how how much can we deviate from that? I'm not sure. But I want to I be sure that I that we look at the pattern of scripture and design accordingly. So what do we do here at Mount Helena Community Church? We're led by a team of elders because we feel like that's what the Scripture instructs us to do. Now, there's lots of other types of church government out there, a lot of different ways it operates, and there's probably some nuance and flexibility within this, but there's some really good principles here where where you take some people that meet the qualifications and they work together in plurality in order to lead the church. There's something very healthy about that, and that's part of God's design. Appoint elders in the churches. All that to say God is leading the church and God appoints leaders in the church. And even layers from there. We see in, the, in, the, in Acts that when the, the workload on the apostles is getting too much, they appoint deacons or servants appointed to positions of authority in the church in order to see that the work of the church gets done. And much of humanity structures itself that way. Like, how did we end up in this situation where we have leaders and layers of leadership and some people have authority and some don't? Why do just humanity just functions that way. Why? God's design. Because God is a leader. And he puts things into order underneath his own authority. And therefore we end up naturally doing likewise. It's very fascinating. I also want to mention that too because I I am often fascinated just looking at the the shifts through society and the thinkings and how they change. One of the things I've thought a lot about um, is the idea of Christian anarchy that I feel like is creeping in in some places. And what is anarchy? It's the absence of authority. There is no authority. There is no order. There is no law. I am my own authority. I decide. It's up to me. Nobody else's. Nobody else's decisions matter. Nobody else's situation matters. I am autonomous, independent, no governance, no law. And sometimes I think we have to be careful that that is not God's design. God's design is not anarchy. Of course, you can go to the other end of the spectrum. You look at situations like, I don't know, we got a lot of historical ones, but even current ones. You look at what's going on uh, in Russia right now. And you look at, at, at Vladimir Putin and you look at a guy who seems to hold his country With a very strong arm, he leads as an authoritarian, and we've seen that in many other nations in our in our history, last hundred years. Dictators, people who come into power and they rule with an iron fist, carrying all authority in and of themselves, subject to no one, no accountability, no team. I'm the boss. So there's an authoritarian thing there. So we see these extremes in our world, and they're perversions of God's design. See, our enemy doesn't create things on his own. He just perverts what's already created. And he takes leadership and skews it into things that don't work or are ungodly. Well, we want to look at the scripture and go, what does godly leadership look like? And first of all, in the church, God did design authority and order and structure in the church. It's part of his design and we want to be sure that we're following it. But again, not just the church. You could check out right now and say we are talking about church leadership. I'm, I'm saying that the Bible's instructions about leadership apply to every single person. Because we all have opportunities to influence others. So we go on and read what Paul had to say to Titus. And he goes on to say, he's talking about appointing elders. And then he gives them the criteria for being an elder in the church. Okay, let's see, let's see what some of those are well, you need to go to university and get a master's degree. Um, no. Come on, that was funny. No. What are the qualifications? What is God looking for in his leaders? What does he want? What is the priority? If anyone is above reproach, that means beyond not not able to easily be accused or Reprimanded. The, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery and insult.